The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Small Biz Ahead podcast. We're already laughing because we were just talking about sharks. No, let's talk about this issue, Elizabeth. (laughs) So let me ask you a question, Elizabeth. You have a, um, um, not an employee, but a contractor that works for you, that's doing work for you that you rely on during the week for your business. Let's say it's marketing work, right, that they're doing, right? And they've got responsibilities, whatever. And let's say that the contractor sends you an email on a Friday that on Saturday, the contractor has to put their cat down, right? It's very sad. And won't be able to come to work, won't be able to fulfill their services starting until the following Tuesday, right? So they're going to miss like a, a day's worth of services because they're putting their cat down. Uh, what's your response to that? I would feel bad for the the situation with the cat, mm-hmm. but if they're a contractor, I don't feel like I need that detail. Like they could just tell me I'm, first of all, contractors, you're not allowed to tell them when they can work. Oh, no, not at all. All, you know, you know, in this case, um, let's just say the hypothetical business owner and let's say his name is, I don't know. um, Sheen. Sheen. (laughs) Let's say Sheen, who has a hypothetical business near, say, oh, I don't know. In the Pennsylvania area, <laughs> that gets an email from a contractor. And they happen to sell CRMs. Yeah, let's okay. just say that this person does like market like and re- relies on this person to do certain you know tasks and were contracted to do that and is unable to do that because uh, they had to put their cat to sleep um, on a Saturday. But then they're going to be unavailable until Tuesday to do the services that's and been contracted to do. They're not an employee. They they're can't not employee. take advantage of your bereavement benefit. Right. There's a, right. They can't take advantage of the extensive and generous Mark's group bereavement. Pet bereavement. Pet bereavement policy. Yeah. How I do mean, you respond to that? Well, you know, we love our dogs. We talk do. about our dogs all the time. Very, you also yeah. have a cat. Which I do. A cat know. and a dog. Yeah. We found that out last yeah. episode or two yeah. episodes ago. Well, like I was saying, I've had a dog die on a weekend. I did go to work on Monday, but I was an employee. Um, and you had I, an obligation. I, I did cry in the bathroom yeah. in the office. Um, but I feel like if I'm a contractor, I just do the work because I'm not in a, I'm not really a part of like the family. You no. know, I'm just right. they're paying me for my time. Yeah, it's it. your business. You're a business. Yeah. Like I pay this woman. OK, everybody, this is me. I pay this. She <laughs> sends me an invoice. I pay Shocking. her for her services that she's done as a con. She's got her own business. She has other clients, whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is like contracted to do. You're in business. Yeah. So you're a service provider. Nobody wants to hear yeah. about what's going on. We're expecting you to get to get your work done. I would almost prefer not to even know. I would have almost preferred to her to send me an email that that day, Monday, and say, "Oh, Gene, you know, something personal came up. I'm very sorry. You know, I, you know, I just I I can't do what I got to do today, but I'll be back in action tomorrow." But too much information, you yeah. know. Like I'm, I found out like the reason why she can't come in on a Monday is because she's putting her cat down on Saturday, and although that's very sad and all of that, 
you know, we have responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, if you think about her being a business owner, like you wouldn't say to one of your clients, like I had to put my dog down. Thank you. So yeah. So I I'm, can't make it into, you know, to do the training that I've, that I've been contracted to do yeah. on Monday. Cause I had to put my dog down on Saturday. What would a client be like? What are you talking about? You know, we yeah. contract you to come out and if do training. If you really couldn't make it, let's say you had to travel on Saturday to get there on sure, Monday or something. Sure. Then you just say, I had a personal issue come right. up and I can't make it. That's right. That's but right. People, I feel, I think people, feel like they want to share. They want to give a lot of personal information. Um, I have a friend who made a mistake at work. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a mistake and ended up telling her boss that she had just been diagnosed with depression. And mm. like, you don't need to get that to know that. No, too much like, information. First of all, that is not the other person's business. Right. You don't want to hear it hear that from one of your bottom line is this, is that, I mean, this is like sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a word of advice to employees, but this is a show about small business owners and small business owners. uh, We're freelancers, we're entrepreneurs, we're solopreneurs, whatever. We're doing service for clients. Mm -hmm. If you can't fulfill your responsibility because something came up in your life and we all have stuff that comes up, your, your client, your customer, they don't want to know about that. They yeah. don't care. They, they don't want to know that you've been diagnosed with depression or that your cat had to be put down. It's basically the bottom line is you're not doing what you've been contracted yeah. to do. So you've got to man up and say, OK, if I'm, if I'm unable to do it, apologize for not doing it. And you got to make it up now, as well. What would happen? Let's say this was one of your employees. Right. I know I always use the excuse of Corey, but let's say this was <laughs> Corey. Corey. Right. Well, I mean, again, if it's an employee and that employee wants to take time off, then you've got, you know, paid time yeah. off policies. Do you care though why he's taking the time no, off? No, not at all. It's the okay. same thing. Like yeah. I, I'm like, dude, if you're entitled to your paid time off and you've got a day, go ahead and take the time. I don't really care if you're going out to, you know, go water skiing all day or whatever. Yeah. It's just, you're fine. But we don't need to know that. Um, it's just, it's, it's too much detail. And frankly, it can work against you because now because this you know, woman shared that detail with me, um, why she's missing, you know, an obligated you know, service that, that to perform, that was too much information. I'd rather not know because now I'm like, really, this is the kind of person I hired? Like her, you know, she's like missing at work two days later after putting a, her cat down. Do you, you know, think like she possibly doesn't see herself as a business owner? That is a really good question. And it could very well be that's the situation. And that's a problem in itself because she is. She's and again, how many people, you know, listening to us right now are independent contractors themselves. That if you don't think of themselves. So we actually yeah, have an article are. coming out about this. It's micropreneur, solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business owner, which one are you? And yeah. the thing is, you're probably, I mean, if you're a micropreneur or a solopreneur, that means you're a one person, but everyone listening falls into one of those categories, but you're all small business owners. Dude, if you file a Schedule C on your tax return or you are an S corporation, but even if you just file a Schedule C for your you other clients. outside income, yeah, you are a business owner and you have a responsibility to this. You're not an employee of theirs. You're an owner. It's your business. Yes. Um, and you've got you've, you know, you've to take it seriously. Yes. So there, I've, I've gotten off my chest. All right, we're done for the day. <laughs> is there, any, is there a bottle around here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to be back with question number one. This is another question about an employee stealing from you, but it has a twist. The Small Business Ahead podcast is brought to you by the Business Owners Playbook. Whether you're a seasoned small business owner or just starting out, the Business Owner's Playbook is your go-to destination for how to run your business. From business plan templates to advice on managing employees, the Business Owner's Playbook features up-to-date, sound advice on running your business. Okay, we're back. We have question one. This is from Harper from Blacksburg, Virginia. And Harper writes, 
I'm worried that my CFO may be stealing from the company. Is there a way for me to investigate this without raising a red flag? If he is stealing, I don't want to tip him off. And if he's not, I don't want to offend him. P.S. He's a contractor that I hired via my accounting firm. So, Gene, we've answered a lot of questions about catching employees stealing from the company. I think we did one about they're stealing post-it notes. Is it going to escalate? Um, You know, we've advised people that everyone needs to take a week off. That's the best way to figure out if an employee is stealing. But this has a twist because this is actually a vendor. This is a contractor. Right. So hired via the accounting firm. So. I'm going to assume that this business, Harper's business, is very intertwined with this accounting firm because that firm probably does their taxes and he hired, or actually, I don't know if Harper is a he or she, let's say she, and she hired a CFO via this firm. So that's a little, that's a little different than catching a regular employee. You can't tell this contractor go out on vacation. Right. And this is, and so, and I'm assuming Harper, this is Harper's business. Is yes. that right? Yep. So it's the CFO that he, I'm assuming Harper is a, um, is a, um, is, do you think it's a she? Okay. So, so she um, hired this person. Um, so for starters, here's, here's my, um, my thing. Business is all about trust and credibility. Your CFO, I mean, you know, there's one thing, if, if, if you have doubts about the credibility of your salesperson, your sales manager, that's one thing, but your CFO... Who's a contractor. Who is a contractor, but whatever, if you have doubts about that person's honesty or credibility or whatever, any anything, that because I, I, I'm a big believer in where there's smoke, there's fire, mm-hmm. um, you got to confront that issue straight off the bat and you got to be prepared to, to cut that guy loose. So I'm assuming that Harper would then go to that accounting firm and say, these are my concerns. Yep. Um, how do we work this out? Yep. So you're not going directly to the CFO. No, what I would actually, I mean, if it if it was me and I had that, and by the way, everybody's personality is that much different. Um, I would actually have a meeting with the CFO and somebody from the accounting firm at the same okay. time, the three of us. And what I would do is I would try and keep it as light and non-confrontational um, yeah, as possible. Yeah, because she's saying she doesn't actually have evidence. She right. just has a suspicion. So she's got to say, um, she's got to bring up certain circumstances or examples, examples of um, wh- where she's she's questioning um, how this was accounted for and where it went. And she's got both parties in the room there because it's her accounting firm mm-hmm. and the CFO. And it's an accounting question, so she wants to include them both. And I think she needs to ask those questions, get the answers, see how reasonable the answers are. And if the re- answer from the CFO does not pass her sniff test, then she has to have another meeting with the accounting firm and say, did that? You know, with the guy, when he yeah. answered his question, was that making sense to you? Do you have the same concerns yeah. as me? Maybe she's out in left field and the accounting firm is like, no, he's fine, yeah. you know, but um, hopefully if the accounting firm is, you have a good relationship with them and they're a good firm, they, yeah. they will also notice that same issue. Now, one thing that you wrote about recently and we've talked about before is, so this is your accounting firm, so you're dealing with them on taxes. So yeah. more than just finances. For new small business owners, they're often really surprised with how much they're paying in taxes. Yeah. So if that's the case, she might, I mean, it might just be as simple as that. Like she's sure. paying more in taxes than she thought she would. She's wondering if the guy is kind of taken a little off the top and then you, that's an easy fix. You know what I, I can't, this is, it goes a little bit beyond that, but there's one trait in people this is all people. This is not just in business, Elizabeth, that um, that uh, like uh, really rubs me the wrong way is when people attack or they, they assume and they get they're very defensive. You know, like I've, I've learned 
in my life that when I think that there's something that I don't understand, um, 99% of the time is because I'm ignorant. There's something yeah. I'm missing. Yeah. There's something I need, didn't realize. Or something. So yeah. before I start firing away with both cannons, yeah. at like, oh, there's something wrong going on here or whatever, um, it's, I have learned to just say, can you educate me and explain to me why? And you go with the assumption yeah. that you're the one that really doesn't know all the facts and you need to learn from it. And now, so you, you, you learn that with the taxes. If he was stealing and <clears throat> she had that meeting, he would probably stop right away because he'd know that she was on to her. Who knows? Him. I mean, then we're getting beyond, yeah. you know, what, what sort of reactions. I mean, if, if you really think that, and, and it can be validated by another party like the accounting firm saying, yeah, you know what, this doesn't seem right. I think yeah. he could be, you got to take immediate action yeah, and remove yeah, that right. guy from, you know, there shouldn't be any more uh, taking of chances. Person's removed. Right. There's plenty of CFOs out there yeah. uh, to come and do the work. So you want to go in with a lot of curiosity. Yeah. And see what happens from there. Yeah, and you want to just position it. Like, not again, you're not accusing, you're not firing away. It's more like, please teach me. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm just not sure if okay. uh, what's going on here. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back with question number two. This is about inheriting a family business and dealing with cranky customers. Are you looking to expand and grow your small business but don't have time to keep up with the latest trends in technology? We've got you covered with the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. Sign up today and start receiving our weekly email chock full of the latest tools and resources to help you run a successful business. Find us at smallbizahead.com. Okay, we're back with question number two. This is from Arlo in Kansas. And the question is, my father was a small business owner. He believed that the customer is always right. Now that I'm running his hardware store, how do I honor his approach even when dealing with customers who are clearly wrong? This is one of our favorite topics recently, it customer is. service. Jean wrote a very controversial article on um, dealing with, with customers that I will link in the show notes here. But how do you do that? I mean, you have to, you really do have to go with the approach that the customer is always right, but there is a line. There, yeah, there, there definitely is a line. It depends on the nature of the business that you're in. If you are in a, um, like the hospitality business, for example, or the restaurant business, um, the customer is always right. That's just goes without saying, like if you're, you know, if you're running like a bed and breakfast and some customer complains, I mean, it's just that by that industry is one where customers just always right. And, and you just have to just sort of suck it up, right? Yeah. If you're in a service business like mine, like I'm in the IT business, um, the customer is not always right. And I've gotten into shouting matches with clients before uh, because they will complain or they will say stuff that they just, they don't know. They're not, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not educated in the topic and they've hired me as their service provider, my You're firm. You're the expert. I'm the expert, right? So when I, when, when it's like getting through and somebody's complaining, well, it's taking more time than it should and we're not getting whatever. Um, and this, you know, I, we, at this point we've known, we've been on enough projects with enough smart people to know what the facts are. And when somebody comes in, they don't have all those facts and they're yelling and screaming about it. The customer's not always right. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I truly believe if you're a really good service provider, if you're an attorney, if you're an accountant, if you're an IT person, if you're an insurance agent, um, you should be prepared to, to stand up and, and go, you know, eye to eyeball, um, with a customer, um, and, and be prepared to fight them because in the end, you're looking after their best interests. They might yeah. think they're right, but you know better for them. You have to have the self-confidence to do that. What about the retail shop? Right. Though? Yeah, I was getting to that. So here you're here in a, in, a, in a hardware store, and you've got the, sort of the customers, you know, is the customer always right? You know, so 
the bottom line is, is that this guy is running like he, he's a merchant, right? So much is word of mouth. So much is social media and Yelp and consumer mm-hmm. reviews and all that. You can't, you know, you, you're going to have to have an allowance for certain losses from jerky customers. It's just, you're just going to do it. If you get into a shouting match with a customer or you confront customers, the world is going to know about that yeah. in today's, you know, <laughs> in today's social media world. So all you can do is cut your losses as quickly as possible. There is a percentage of people that is going to come into that hardware store, a small percentage, I hope, that are just going to be like lunatics. They just, you, just <laughs> you know that, you know? So if you know that already and then you get that lunatic and the person's arguing because they bought this hammer and the hammer didn't do it, even though it's supposed to do it or whatever, you know, you, you have to have an allowance for your business to say, you know what? Let me refund you the money for the hammer. Very, very sorry. And thank you very much. Yeah. Keep it cool. Keep it polite and professional and cut your losses and How try and get them out of there. that much to complain about in a hardware store? Well, I mean, people find anything to complain yeah. about. Believe me. I mean, that's that's human nature. So I, I just think that you're going to have to, um, you know, I don't think you have to bend over backwards to try and accommodate the person. I just you know, I think you, your goal is to just get them out of the, get store, them out as of the store as, as quickly as possible. Yeah. You know, appease them. Here, here's your twenty bucks back. Very, very sorry. Feel free to come you know, back. Would you budget time. for that in your <clears throat> yeah. yearly, in your annual? Every business. I learned this at an early age. Every business has their allowances. Okay. Every you know every business they there's a returns and allowances reallowance. There's a doubtful accounts allowance. There's an inventory obsolescence doubtful allowance. Account. Doubtful accounts is like receivables that you don't collect. Okay. Right. So every business has this. I mean, if you do a hundred dollars worth of billing during the course of a month, you know, on average, one to two percent of that, depending on your industry, is just not going to be collected. It's just that's just the the, the way the numbers work across the board of most okay. businesses. If you're in the retail store in the hardware and the hardware business, there is a percentage in the in the in a hardware retail store industry of customer returns. And it's some number. It's one percent or three percent or whatever. You've got to build that into your cost structure, okay. make sure that's in your pricing so you so can be respond. safe you want to build in like three percent. Yeah, well I don't I don't want to give a specific number because it depends on the business yeah. and the industry. What I would recommend though, again for Arlo is talk to your professional organization that represents hardware stores. Um, ask and find out what is a normal returns and allowance percentage to expect. Okay. Um, and that's what you want to build into your budget and into your cost structure so that when that guy comes in complaining, whatever reason, about the hammer, you return him the money and it's, it's built into your cost structure. Great. All right. We'll be right back with Gene's word of brilliance. Running a business is challenging, and you probably don't always have the time to research new strategies, market trends, and develop skills. But imagine if you could have all the latest information on running a business delivered to you every week. Luckily, there's the weekly Small Biz Ahead newsletter. We offer some of the best information available for business owners, ranging from topics such as time management, game-changing technology and apps, to developing management and leadership skills. Sign up today for the Small Biz Ahead newsletter at smallbizahead.com. And we're back. Gene, what is your word of brilliance for us? So today, you'll like this story, Elizabeth. It was, uh, I wrote about this in the Washington Post just not uh, about a, uh, recently. Um, so my word of brilliance is Tesco. Do you know what Tesco is? It sounds like a British gas station. Close. I'm pretty okay. impressed. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a British supermarket chain. It's a okay, grocery okay. store supermarket. So everybody in Britain knows Tesco's. They've been around for ages. Anyway, 
There is one Tesco store um, in England, and I apologize, it might be, you can look it up in the Washington Post because I wrote about it. They might have been in Scotland, but they're in the general UK islands. And um, they started to do something really interesting that I think a lot of business owners should also give some consideration to. They started a new checkout line, um, which they called the chilled out checkout line. And what they do is for any of their customers that need a little bit of extra time, particularly those customers that might be suffering from Alzheimer's, from lighter forms of dementia, uh, you know, people that might have any kind of mental challenges, even mothers that might come into the store with a lot of kids around. And you just need like a few extra minutes to check out, to to count your money, to be explained the transaction without somebody behind you, like tapping their foot and complaining and whatever. They started, and it's been hugely popular. It's a great idea. And so because of that, they have been accommodating customers that have these you know, I don't know if you want to call it afflictions or diseases or you know, these things in their lives, these challenges, challenges, challenges in their lives. They, um, they, they've been actually going out of their way to go to that Tesco store so they can do their shopping and know that just that's just one additional stress in their life yeah. that they don't have to deal with. And it's I created more imagine. business for them. Like going through life with a disability or something. Right. And like ha- like. Say you're blind, you have a seeing eye dog. Yeah, grocery shopping is going to be Grocery shopping, I mean, I, I think to myself, there's a, 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 a Target store near where I live and they have the self-checkout and then they have also like a to checkout. And there's always a line to check out. And it's like a very, you know, it's like, it's in town, it's in Philly. So there's like, there's a lot of action, a lot of rush, whatever. And even me, who for the moment have you know command of my mental resources, I'm like getting ready for the checkout. You know what I mean? Like, okay, when that you know checkout thing opens, I got to run there and do it. And then you get all like, you want to make sure you get through the yeah. transaction fast enough. You don't want to be holding people up. It's yeah. a little stressful, uh, but God, I can't even imagine what it's like for somebody that you know has a challenge, a mental challenge or little kids. So here's a merchant, here's a store that's responding to that need. Um, and I think if you run, if you're a store as well, um, and you might have in your community customers that you, yeah. you think it might attract more customers, I think it's a wonderful I thing. I love to- that. I feel like most businesses are trying to innovate for the people that take the least amount of their time. Yeah. Here's a business who's trying to innovate for the people that take more of their and time. And they're attracting more business because of it. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right, great episode, Gene. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Gene for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.